0: You're listening to Post Call, Frontline Health Stories, hosted with Dr. Anita Gupta. Hey, Dr. Like- Dr. Orwell, thank you so much for joining today. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank
1: you, Dr. Gupta, for inviting me.
0: So tell us your
1: story about Omicron. Sure. So um you know i just like most other i think healthcare workers and physicians in particular anesthesiologists i've been so careful for the past two years i've done everything asked of me i remember lining up to be amongst the first to get my um, initial vaccine to get my boosters um, and um, masking all the time Um, i had just come back from work after having had Um, Kind of actually, no, I'd been on I'd been on the pain service for a while, was back on in the OR and um, was the anesthesiologist in charge for the next several days. And um, in our institution, we will share an office space with our schedulers and it's a really small space and people are in and out of there all the time, scheduling cases, talking to us about scheduling cases. And that morning, I realized that um, we were suddenly getting a real increase in the number of cases that were getting canceled due to Omicron. And this was early as I think the surge was just beginning. Um, So I and I'd been wearing, you know, the usual little face mask that everybody gives us, the surgical face mask that we get when we go into the hospital. Um, And I immediately switched to my N95, which I hadn't worn routinely in probably a year and a half um and was you know working having a great day having a great several days but was on for three days in a row and often and even though we get up and walk around and we're out helping where the board you know essentially the board runner so we're helping cases get started giving breaks all of that kind of stuff Um, unfortunately i tend to drink my coffee and drink my soda in that room and ate my lunch in that room so i would take my mask off during that time one of our schedulers was completely asymptomatic had dropped off his color test on monday thursday we found out he'd been positive that that test came back positive and the color test is what we use here at stanford to do employee um testing and um so i immediately realized i'd had probably a pretty significant exposure because even though i had worn my n95 most of the time there were probably still long chunks of time where i didn't have it on and we were in there talking and drinking and eating and you know all of that stuff so i started testing i I got was able to get and actually one of my good friends gave me um and then um, an antigen test because we were out couldn't find them anywhere of course at that point that was when you couldn't get a test to save your life i mean we went to cvs walgreens called everywhere um so one of my friends gave me some antigen tests that she had um did another of the color tests negative um, I, but I knew my exposure was high. Over the weekend, interestingly, my son who had been vaccinated but had not had a booster shot started to get symptomatic right at that four to five day mark when the exposure had occurred. And he initially was also negative. We tested, I was able to get a supply of the Binex test from uh, Walmart, tested, tested, super interesting. And I, I think this is just really interesting because I'm 100% convinced that my dog also got it. Monday morning, my poor dog, I've never seen him like that. He was congested, he was sneezing and coughing, but he also looked like he was having chills. I mean, he was just standing there shaking. I've never, never seen anything like that. Um, We ended up calling the vet. The vet took him on, they were able to see him Wednesday. In the meantime, my son's symptoms were better. I was still fine. Day six, seven from my exposure, my presumed exposure, I suddenly started getting symptoms. And initially they were pretty mild. It was a little bit of a sore throat, a little bit of a runny nose. And then midday I started to really get kind of the body myalgias and the aches Mm -hmm. at that point i'm like oh God I can i'd been wearing my n95 because I was not convinced that I was didn't have COVID. I just. In my heart, I felt like I have it, I went to occupational health, they did a test, I got those results back. Later that night, it's like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. That was positive, and again, I had tested two days prior to that and was still negative um, by the color test, which is a PCR test. Um, so, so then yes, and then my dog was at the vet, and I was symptomatic, I had to go home. Um, so so yeah so one son my husband and myself got sick one of my other sons got a bad sore throat although he never tested positive on the antigen test and my my third i have three boys my third son who had just gotten his booster shot probably about eight to ten days prior to all of this didn't get sick at all never tested positive has been sort of our rock he's the one who made me chicken soup the first night <laughs> i <got laughs> sick. It was so great. Um, and the dog got over it. The, you know, he I mean, the biggest thing was the lethargy. That's really been the biggest symptom. I mean, I have to say, it sucked to have it. I was really not. I mean, I was but I was shocked at how much um, fatigue, malaise and lethargy I had, but I really had no respiratory symptoms other than a little bit of a cough and a little bit of a runny
0: nose. Mm. So what do you have to say about these tests?
1: Yeah, I just I mean, I think that's the biggest problem, right, is that um, one is, you know, they need to come back faster and they need to be more accurate. And I suspect that um, I so that Wednesday when I went to occupational health and got my PCR test that came back positive, I actually went home that same night and did another antigen test. It was still negative. But the next day it was positive. And so, um, you know, I I understand that there's, you know, some physiology in there, I have to mount enough of immune response to get the antigen test to turn positive. Um, But it's frustrating. I mean, it really is. And I I do think that because we were testing so frequently, I probably picked up right when I turned positive,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: which was on the Wednesday. So thank God in a way for all of that. Um, I had a really high level of suspicion and then with my son and my dog getting sick i'm like it's here i mean it's possible that i really i you know had a low enough viral load initially gave it to my son and then um got it from him i mean i don't i don't really know i'm not sure i understand you know the entire um tracing of this but the testing is really frustrating because it would be nice to have a way to know sooner Though we're not off exposing anyone. I mean, I went to work on Tuesday, I went to work on Wednesday, I was wearing an N95 the entire time, but you know, you know, and I know, it's incredibly difficult to keep that N95 on, sorry, perfectly, right? I mean, we have it on, we know it's fitting, but we adjust our masks during the day, we rub our noses, we, you know, it slips, it's not perfect, it's not a perfect science, and so... Um, th- you know, it doesn't sound like though certainly the people I was working with on Wednesday have not turned positive. So thank God for that because one of my colleagues, um, takes care of her almost 90 year old father. And so for, you know, for, for her to have gotten sick and given it to him would have just been tragic. It would have been terrible. Um, so I'm really relieved that no one else seemed to get sick for me, but at the same time, it's just frustrating, because the person I got it from, I'm sure you know, he didn't want to give it to anyone, he was doing all the right things. You know, honestly, I just think that this just shows how I don't like to give a virus, I don't like to anthropoport, it, I can't say the word, but you know what I mean? Like give it like, I don't think it's a wily virus, like it doesn't have intelligence, it doesn't have, (laughs) but it's clearly an incredibly adaptable virus and there's so much of it everywhere that um you know it's gonna it's really hard to avoid it i've heard that people said you know that probably 60 percent of people are going to get omicron at some point or another and i believe that
0: talking about an adaptable virus how have you adapted to this new life of being exposed our family members have been exposed and it's yeah an off surge i mean yeah. what is your advice to all of us in in the free world yeah i mean
1: we i didn't um i didn't self-isolate right away because i didn't know until three days later that i had been exposed and at that point i figured it's probably too late i mean we all live in the same house we all eat from this in the same area where, you know, we're around each other all the time. So I did not self-isolate. Um, nobody in my family is really that, that sick in terms of having high risks for medical complications. Um, so we just kind of wrote it out. I mean, the big thing was everybody had to stop working. Um, everybody had to stay home. We um, I. I read a lot. I read a, a novel because I did not. My brain wasn't up for um, for anything else. In fact, I think on day two, I think I thought. I thought to myself, "Oh well, I have to be at home. I have to self isolate. I can't work. I'm going to get a ton of work done." Yeah, no, but. <laughs> That was not gonna happen. I really, I mean, I was having a hard time focusing on emails and anything more complicated than one or two sentences. I was just like, oh, no, this is going way beyond me. So I immediately started um, offloading some of the major things that I knew I had, like deadlines that I had to, like, for example, um, as you know, I'm the chair of the um, Colorado, California Society of Anesthesiologies um, communications committee and there's there's something all that constantly that needs to be dealt with. So I immediately let kind of the leadership of the CSA and my vice chair know that I had COVID and that I found even checking emails pretty exhausting and kind of pushed it off on them for the last 10 days. I finally, you know, over the weekend, it took a long time, which was really surprising to me at how long that just profound fatigue lasted. But um, I tried to get rid of as much as I could. I was so lucky in that I had amazing colleagues who were able to step in and cover my um, my work because I had been scheduled that from that Wednesday I was on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I was on for the um, holiday weekend because I was on over Martin Luther King Day. So I was supposed to cover Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So. Um, I'm so lucky to be part of a group that was able just to cover all of that for me. Um, we had, and then I was supposed to work later during the week, but we've had enough cancellations because of COVID that um, my when I when I called in and said I'm still not cleared for work, I'm still positive and still symptomatic, they're like, yeah, we're having to close rooms down, so don't worry about it. So. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing I learned is that you just have to let it go. You have to deal with your, you and your family's immediate needs and everything else is unimportant. I mean, it's not that it's unimportant. Of course it's, I mean, in the fields that we're in, we care so much about our patients. It's not unimportant, but you have to prioritize your own health and you have to prioritize your family's health. So um, that's kind of what we did. We just curled up in balls for... (laughs) Not the last (laughs) week or more. Um, Watched TV, watched, um, read books, and just that's that's all we did. Really (laughs) washed and and cleaned as frantically as I could, and supported Jeff Bezos and all of his many (laughs) (laughs) endeavors.
0: Real advice. Real advice. You know,
1: we used Amazon for groceries and we used Amazon for additional testing and for more masks. So yeah. The
0: truth, the truth prevails. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, look, you know, I, I think that's the truth. You know, we all have realized that you know, family, family first, your health comes first. And right. that's what this pandemic has taught us. Thank you for joining Post Call. Frontline health stories impacting society today. Hosted by Dr. Anita Gupta.